Here it goes. Welcome to the 101st episode of Morning Trouble, Season 3. What number is it in the season? Damn if I know. We've now gotten into double figures. My brain has stopped working. I'll have to figure it out when I'm doing double, the artwork. Yeah, it's a double figures now. I'm very simple mind. Double figures on the season? Very Double figures on the season. So we're, we're now past nine, and we went into ten a little while ago, and then everything gets blurry from that moment in time. I could use a podcast abacus so I could take the balls and just... Some from high school would say that you playing with balls is probably exactly what I thought you'd be. Oh, very, that's good. That's good, Rob. That's good. He starts early and low. <laughs> early and low. I got to give you your props on that one. That's a good one. I was a, bas- I was a basketball player, though, so I don't know what that means. Why are you letting the facts get in the way of a good story? Because... Because you've always got a good story, Mr. Robert Brooks from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Where are you joining us from today? Uh, today I am uh, I'm going to see some family and do some work down in uh, the state of Florida. In the state of Florida. Oh, nice. Yeehaw! Uh, with my mother and my brother and his wife tomorrow. Yeehaw! The Sunshine State. Well, we're a little bit south of the Yeehaw part of the state. Are we really <laughs> south? Yeah. This is the Mira. This Mira. Is the part of the state. Mira, bro. This is where all, where all the good Instagram content comes from. Right. Down by Miami yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I see you, Rob. I see you, Rob. I'm surprised you took the time to even run up to the room to do the podcast, man. I appreciate you being here now. I really do. I just had to warn you, though, I will be looking for an opening to get even. And from Detroit, Michigan, owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Right down the block from Smokey and Motown, Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? What up, though? How y'all living, man? We good. It's good, man. I had a couple days. I got a couple off days coming up next mm-hmm. week. Daughter turns twenty-two. Oh, okay. Nice. We're gonna go, uh, we're gonna go pal around DC for an afternoon. She's a big museum person. Mm-hmm. So I think okay. we're just gonna drive down to DC for the day and check out the American History Museum down there and maybe the zoo. Are you gonna wear your shaman ass chaps while you're there? No, I'm not gonna, I don't have any shaman ass chaps. Okay. I'm saying. Well, you can hey, only you wear those if you're going to bum rush there. the Capitol. What? You can only wear them if you're going to bum rush the Capitol. That's true. Yeah, I'm not there to bum rush the Capitol. Really. I'm going to bum rush some vegan restaurants. You don't want them to pull out on you. Wearing shaman ass chaps is definitely a way to... Vegan ass chaps, it's up to the other person to pull out. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. Get yours now online. Anyway, what were you saying, Grant? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just asked how y'all was living. Oh, yeah, your trip to D.C., Rob. That's what we were talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your trip to D.C. Pal around, check out, the, check out some museums, do some vegan food. Just, in, just an opportunity to spend a day with her before she, before her life gets too busy to hang out with her old man. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Just don't go down to Chinatown to get Chinese food. It does not taste like Chinese food. 
Ah, you know what? There's so much other stuff by Chinatown now, like Chinatown. I was walking through Chinatown a couple weeks ago. I was in D.C. Mm -hmm. and I got a room uh, right next to the convention center. Okay. And so I'm walking around late night. There's a restaurant I know over there, and I'm walking around. I'm like, wait a minute. I sort of know this area. And as I'm walking, and I'm like, oh, the Chinatown Arch. Mm. There was that time I went down to visit you at college. Mm. And oh, uh, we went and got some Chinese. <laughs> Should I be mooing this? Should I be no, this? no, 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 no. No, it was all good. But the only thing I will say about it is that the, uh, the ruler was not in good shape. Oh, so yeah. We got pulled. I don't think we had brakes, really. So we got it wasn't the ruler. It wasn't the ruler. It was that was my my blue uh, Firebird or whatever it was, the Pontiac. Whatever. They don't even make Pontiacs anymore. These people going to be like Pontiac. What the fuck? We got pulled over for going through a stop sign or something. The guy was like, just, hey, you know, get that thing off the road. And so we walked to the Chinese food restaurant. Ate and drank, and then walked back to the car, got back in it, and drove back to U Street. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. Barely had brakes. Didn't want to take the bus. Know how to use the neutral and what's left of your brakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean when I tell stories about there's no possible way I should still be here. There's no way. Laws cameras, all that stuff. It didn't exist. You'd be amazed what you could get away with. What you people today need to do, if you're one of these, like, uh, Lost Boys or what are those guys, the, the Shaman Ass Chap guys and all that stuff, all these frustrated young virile men with beards wearing patchouli oil, build a time machine. Go back to 1987 You'll rule the world. Hey, man, I gotta say, patchouli gets a bad rap. Um, okay, okay. I use it. I use it in my home. With some, you know, I have a diffuser, mm -hmm. a little patchouli and citrus. Mm -hmm. it's very nice. That's that's funky. <laughs> that's funky. So, Grant, man, what's the hippies? The hippies ruined it. So, Grant, what's going on in Detroit, man? Because it's obvious that we're on one right now. <laughs> Detroit is just Detroit. We. uh... I, you know, I'm, I've been working a lot the past couple of weeks, um, you know, just dealing with the softness of uh, these. I should, so my, my phrase my phrase is, they're not hardcore hip-hop. Nobody's hardcore hip-hop anymore. Everybody's like smooth jazz now. Mm. <laughs> you know, easy, easy listening. Mm. So, you know, it's just dealing with, you know, the fire department, man. <laughs> the world's been Drakeified. Yeah, yeah. The fire department, man, used to be a used to be a like. I feel like it was one of the last bastions for true manhood. Mm. You know what I mean? Like cats that use power tools and you know what I mean, like that type of shit. Right. And now we've been infiltrated mm. to the point that we're, uh, you know, like you gotta you gotta have a diffuser in you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> You guys have a knitting circle yet? <laughs> yeah, oh, dog, it's coming. It's really? coming. <laughs> that sounds absolutely. Yeah, it's coming. That, uh, well, listen, the young people would say, then get out, old man. We don't need you and your power tools. Yeah. Of yeah. course, until it's time to build a table. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's some new technologies now, man. You're not going to need them. No. Like I saw this I saw this thing the other day on the internet and basically it's Legos for actual houses, for actual buildings. Okay. Right. And you yeah, stack yeah. and build it just the same way as Legos and then you 
coat it with whatever, you know, you put cement across it, whatever, to bind it together. And wow, that's your thing, man. No, no power tools required. Is it made yeah. with hemp? Yeah, I don't think they went that far yet, but okay, you know that's coming. They're gonna make have you seen out of hemp soon? Have you seen the fold-out tiny house? No, no. They got a, they got a tiny house that like folds out like an accordion. You know what I mean? Like, it, like it's smashed like an accordion. It folds out and bam, you got a tiny house. We got a. Uh, it's a block not far from me that has a few tiny houses on it. And a couple of them are actually pretty dope. I mean, they small. Mm-hmm. Clearly, because they're tiny houses, but <laughs> <laughs> that's very they, observational. Kind of dope. It's very yeah, observational. You got to get up early in the morning now. Smart me. You know? Yeah, there you go. I, I used to date this chick, and she was obsessed with tiny houses. Like she would, we'd be sitting around watching that tiny house show on HGTV, and like she wanted one. She was like, "Yo, can we get a tiny house?" I was like. No. In my mind, I was thinking, your booty too big to live in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I'm sure it, it takes a certain type of individual, you know what I mean? Like, you got to, to me, if you live in, in a tiny house, you on your traveling dean real hard, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So when you come back, you, like, you come back to visit and you stay in that tiny house for, you know, four or five days or whatever, and then you back on the road again. You sleep. It's super organized too, because oh, yeah. it's got everything's yeah, yeah. got a place, and it's got to be. It's quick to get cluttered in there, and well, yeah, that I, ain't me. I saw something that um, has been talked about before. Some people say that if you're in your twenties, there's no reason for you to be broke. You just work eighty hours a week. And everything, and everything will be fine, and you'll climb your way out of whatever hole that you're in. And that got me to think, and I'm like, well, damn, if you work 80 hours a week, you don't really need a place to live. You need a place to shower, hold your, keep your clothes and stuff like that. You need, like, a fucking van. Because you're working 80 hours a week, it doesn't make any sense to pay that expense. But a tiny house would be another option for that. You get a tiny house instead... And you go out and you work 80 hours a week and the 10 hours you have during the week that you have scheduled to go to sleep, that's all you can fucking do is sleep in it. Well, you know, in the the midst of this housing crisis that America's experiencing, what some people are doing, like people who live on like a half acre or a full acre or whatever, they're building tiny houses in their backyard and renting Mm -hmm. them out to people. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty ingenious. Tiny house rents for and I mean, you can. It's they're pretty. You, they're pretty like um, easy to use. I mean, like for example, like I use internet. I don't know if you guys are fully internet at home, but if you have if you have Wi-Fi in the area and you can run electricity, you've got a tiny house. Better than sleeping in your van. Sure. But this is what I'm, it's not. A, go ahead. It's not. A, it's not a bad. It's not a bad way to live if you can. You but you have to kind of conform your lifestyle to being in that tiny house. You know what I mean. You can't be a person that just wants shit. You know what I mean. Like and just has to accumulate shit mm-hmm. because you're you're gonna drive yourself crazy in a tiny house if you're trying to accumulate shit. And you can't be with anyone that wants to want things as well. Because you're right. just going to, you're just going to be in that same situation. That person is going to be looking at you like, "What yeah, the fuck are we doing if, in this if, one room?" If you're, if you're if you're dating a consumer, yeah, more than likely at some point she's going to ask you, "Why aren't we upgrading to yeah. the house of her dreams?" I mean, generally people get tired of being on top of each other. 
Right. You, know? you need a certain unless amount. Of course they're da- unless, of course, they're dating John, then they can't get enough of it. Uh, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Just sneak some in there. Take take your flowers, Just, bro. Uh, take your flowers, bro. <laughs> Don't be bashful. Yeah. We'll never do a relationship. Yeah, we'll never do a relationship show here, because like not? those stories are just woof, crazy. Relation. That's how. Man. Well, that's how people get to really know you, when they find out the crazy shit that you've been through, then they can figure it out. So you got to keep well, they, that. They say, Go ahead. they say living with somebody, man, living with somebody is the thing. If you can live with someone, then supposedly that's when you really get to know them. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, you see them picking their toes or doing whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it just seems like a rough situation for me. Well, you know. That's a situation. Yeah, it's, that's a bridge you're not willing to, to cross. No, be flying solo for a long time. Yeah, so so so, I'll tell you. so here we go, here we go, right? Buckle in. So my my ideal my ideal marriage right now, just to, to my way of thinking, mm-hmm. we get married. I live in my house. She live in hers. And you know we visit. You know, three four times a week. Boom. That's a perfect marriage. Because at, at uh, like I'll be fifty two on my birthday, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm too old to kind of restart everything, you know what I mean? With somebody, it, like it's I don't feel like that's really what I want to do. Too much work, but yeah, way too much work. What about you, Rob? I mean, you're a batch semi bachelor, bachelor. Uh, you know what? Like I, you know, I've sort of gotten into this pattern because of the the situation raising my daughter, where I have these relationships where they're held on by very thin threads. Because you know, I would, I might say we're gonna hang out on the weekend, but if Macy calls me and says I'm bored or you know, mommy's being a pain in the butt, whatever, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. supposed to take me here. I that's my new priority. Like, mm-hmm. so all my relationships have been sort of. So I'm actually in the in the in the process right now of trying to figure out. What you know, what they're gonna look like moving forward. You think being a dad, being a good dad, hindered your relationships? Oh, absolutely. And I think to some degree, like her mother used it against me mm. that I was willing to do that. Mm. Like she, she pulled some shit. Yeah, she pulled a lot of shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Where basically she wouldn't show up where she was supposed to, and the child knew she could always call me, so she did. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, I remember I was at I was at a wedding, and like. She was late for everything. Like, she made everything fucking impossible. Mm. Like, there's a lot of shit that should have been really good at, and it never really happened because the mom would have her late all the time. Mm. I might have to cut some of this, but go ahead. In the the Philadelphia Girls Choir. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m., you know, you got to be over there. And her mom would have her late every single week, and it would just be a cause of stress and whatever. So, I was at a wedding one Friday night, and this chick was like, yo, you know, you need to just come over here. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to do this. And I love the idea, but it was already 3 o'clock in the morning. And I knew I had to get Macy in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I, I got to bounce. I can't. I can't. Say, I, can, I was like, yo, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. If I, if I, take, these, if I take these shoes off, mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make it. Yeah. So you made the good dad choice. So I, did, I made the good dad choice, but, you know. Damn. 
Like, you, 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 like, you, you like it. Like, you like it. Um, yeah, like, I mean, the way it is, but she, damn. Like, she, she, she definitely falls into the category of, oh, yeah, black guys dig her. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, yeah. I was driving. I was driving home. It was a fifty-minute drive, and I was kicking my own ass almost the entire way. Mm, mm. Like, really, Holmes? You passed on yeah. a layup, and then at that point, I was like, Yo, you should just make this woman stand up and be responsible, like she's supposed to be. And I'm like, That's a losing battle. See, now that's a true Father's Day story. We never hear stories like that on Father's Day. About men who make very good, like, strong choices for their kids. You hear about the ones that, yeah, they get two jobs. Some of them, like, you know, they drive all these miles to get their kids to an AAU program. But what about the dad that gives up the booty? Exactly. Right. Right. You gave up a good time, Rob. Yeah, I did. Kudos. And you're not really supposed to be passing on layups. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Ben Simmons will tell you, don't pass on layups. <laughs> <laughs> right. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah. Womp womp. I mean, that's that, that's the life, though, man. That's the life of, of of a single dad. You know what I mean? So, like, Ayana, Ayana, you know, she graduated or whatever. Uh, but when she was little, she never lived with me. But it was a not that her mom wasn't doing what she was supposed to do, but a firefighter schedule at that time. Gave you a lot of free time. So, Ayana was always with me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that, you know, prioritizing her over everybody and everything, that happened a lot. Mm-hmm. And now, with Lay, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lay, Lay lives with me. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, so it's no wins. You know what I mean? I, I was just having this conversation about kind of reprioritizing and getting my life back on track. Because... For these, I mean, she's seven now, so for these seven years, it's just been me and her, you know. And uh, I turned out, passed on a lot of layups, Mm -hmm. and but you know, it's you know, it's just kind of time, you know, like it's time out for that. I got, I got to get back in the game, you know what I mean? But then I don't really want to be in the game. Right, right. That's the that's the catch twenty two of it. And the interesting thing is, like you know, you're not taking Layla and exposing her. To your personal relationships by having these women, you own your own house. They could just easily come to your home, but that's not something right. that you want to expose her to. And that's something that that's really a no. personal decision. A lot of people do the absolute opposite. A lot of women entertain men all the time while their kids are there, and men think that it's right. like the proper thing to do. You may be mad at it. You may be mad at it because it happened to you when you were a kid, but you'll go and you'll do the same thing to the next kid. You know. Yeah, I was I wasn't about that life. Like I and there are times when I there are times when I think to myself, like, did I shortchange my child by not getting into a stable, loving relationship and showing her what that could look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all she knew was that broken BS that me and her mom went through. Right. And then you know I'd talk about yeah you know I was out last night I had dinner with somebody last night but you know I kept it very. You know, very on the surface. Right. Right. But she never really got to see her dad being loving and respecting and, and having that sort of intimate bond. Mm-hmm. And did I did I shortchange her in some ways because she has no idea what that looks like. Mm. I mean, I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from there with my son. It was the same thing. 
I had the same thing like Grant has right now. I wouldn't bring women home to smash. You know, basically, it's like that's not what you do. You don't expose them to it. And you want them to see something other than the anger. And, you know, I always made it a rule that I didn't say anything bad about them in front of my kids. And whenever someone tried to start a fight, wasn't me. I turn around, I walk away because I didn't want them to see that. I didn't want them involved in that shit. So it was like, that's just the best way to deal with it. And, you know, but men, but that generally means that you have to take a loss. And today, when when they're teaching men, they're teaching men that being strong and masculine is the only way that you can actually come out looking strong in the relationship. But do you believe that to be true? Your daughters don't see you. Involved in these toxic relationships or even these transitory relationships with women because you don't expose them to it. Right. But, I mean, what is strength, though? You know what I mean? Like, so is it strong that I, that I come home and I cook for her every day? Is that, is that a show of strength? You know what I'm saying? Even on, on, on days that I don't want to. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been working 12 hours out in the sun, and then I come home and I got to cook Layla something to eat. You know what I'm saying? So is that showing strength? You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just kind of, what is it that we want to show when we talk about showing strength? Yeah, she won't recognize it as such now, but in, when she gets older and starts getting out, moving about the moving about the world and interacting with people, she'll be like, oh, shit, my dad was doing it. Yeah, my point is that for me. there's going to be a woman that listens to this and say, oh, well, that's what a woman does all the time. And I think that that's really the point that I'm trying to get at. It's not that that's what a woman does all the time. This is what parents do all of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if you're really engaged in what's going on and what you're what you're exposing your kids to, what you want, the type of life that they want, you want your kids to be able to come in. It's a pleasure to be able to sit down and make a meal for your child. Right. But it, it's it's different. So, like, when our parents were children, there were very few two parent two parents that worked. You know what I mean? Like, some the mom generally stayed home with the children. Dad went to work, did what he had to do, brought home the check, gave it to moms. Moms did what she had to do, right? So, I mean, the dynamic has changed. It's not so much that single women, single mothers have done it for so long because they've had to. You know what I mean? But that's a choice. You know what I mean? Like, in a lot of cases, you choose to be a single mother. You don't necessarily have to be a single parent, a single mother. Right. You could be a single parent, but that father could still be involved. Unfortunately, what happens in a lot of cases is that if he don't want me, he can't have nothing to do with his kid. Yeah. I'm off. That's part of it. And I, I... yeah, I, I think that's part of it. In that predicament, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate for the women though, and say that also like another thought process is if you're trying to attract another man, but it's not always good to have the old man around that a lot at different times. You know, that's only if you that's only if you in that insecure bullshit. Like if you if you don't think it's a good idea to have the old man around his kids because it's gonna get in the way of what you're trying to do then you run into bullshit. Well, I always said it comes down to then you're picking the wrong people that you're dating. Yeah. You know, or that you're bringing around your kids. Then you need to rethink about the quality of people that you're bringing around your kids. And then people like, there's a lot of people that listen to this like right now, they're like, ah, this is some bullshit. You know what I'm Ain't nobody gonna not go and fuck, you know, so-and-so when it, just because the kids is there. 
You're not going to be respectful. I'm not going to do this because this nigga says this what's respectful and everything. But that's really what it is. It's a matter of, like, leveling up. Everybody gets to choose their own path and what level they want to live at. Like, one of my boys, he, for a while, he's, uh, he's struggling now, but for a while. Dude went on a, when the, the online dating thing first exploded. Mm-hmm. My man went on a lot of first dates. Okay. Not a lot of third dates, but a lot of it was like, he's like, yeah, I went, to, I met this girl last week, Friday night, I went to her house, she had a fire pit out in the back, you know, kids were playing in the back, and the kids were playing sort of in the basement, I was out back by the fire pit, she's sucking my dick, like, yeah, 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 okay, so you gotta X her out. Right, <laughs> right. She's doing that on date one or two with her kids, 50 yards away, clearly she's not the mother you dreamed of having mm. for your kids. right. I was doing this before I met you. He engaged, in, he engaged in a lot of that stuff. I was like, dude, these. Are, I was like, the moment she makes that offer to you, you should bounce. Bro, it's like. You know, that ain't going no further. You move in with her three months later. The next guy is there. She says, I was doing this when I, before I met you. This is how I met right. you. Wait, how, you, how are you going to beef about that now? What do you. Nah. You got to make adjustments. Swing! Okay. Swing, swing. You know they they might be onto something. I don't know. That whole community might be onto something. Being a parent is difficult. It's like, go ahead. Like that scene in old school. Like that scene in old school when my man comes home and his wife got the other couple in the closet. <laughs> right. You know yeah. Like, you know, you just never know. And that's the thing about because I'm still highly in person. I can't, you know. I, I I don't I can't catch the rhythm of online shit. I just right. can't do it. There's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that I can't I can't, I wouldn't be able to adjust to right now when dating. Like Rob, you're like you're out there, you're moving around, you've been moving around for a lot of years, you know a lot of people in different areas, you're dealing with a certain type of clientele the status of where you are when you're out there dating and you're out there moving around from city to city. This is not to say that you're a hoe. <laughs> but I would say that. you're moving around. <laughs> no, I would say I would say I would not say that you were. Oh, there you go. Thank you. I'm just fucking with you, bro. I know you're not a hoe. I know you got standards. But what I'm saying is, though, you're dealing with a certain with a certain circle and a certain like clientele when you're moving around and everything that you're on that you're on that type of level and everything. A lot of people aren't moving around like that. A lot of these girls, a lot of these women, there's been a lot of feedback about, there's been a lot of pushback. Like you and I were talking about it beforehand. It's not just like us. It's there's a lot of people like us that are picking up on the same vibes of things that we've said for a long time about women and how they're interacting. It's like you're not, you don't know how to cook. We were talking, you don't know how to cook. But you expect to have this modern relationship where the man is doing all these things, but you can't even cook. And you're just going to do, like, your nails and your hair and all that other shit. But, like, from the stories that we told in the first 25 minutes of the show, that chick doesn't even get to the plate in the batter's box with you cats. Like, even 10 years ago. Based upon what you're doing with your families. Are you guys more the norm, or are you more like? Nah, I I I think it just after certain after a certain amount of time, you know what I mean. Like you you in the game, and, and maturity starts to set in as you become more mature. Uh, 
your priorities are going to have a tendency to change. Well, let me I mean, where you know. Let me put it to you. That ass may have been the priority at one time. Let me like you're like basically still in it, but let's just go back to your first daughter when you were doing all of those things. That those behaviors that kind of knocked women out of the box. How old were you? Twenty nine when she was born. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Twenty nine. Right. Yeah, I mean, but. But it's a so having a child for me just kind of advanced my game. You see what I'm saying? Because once I had a child, now the fuckery got to kind of come to an end. Because now if I get into a relationship, I'm getting into it with a purpose. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to find somebody that's gonna help me and be a mother, to, be a mother to the child, a wife to me. You know what I mean? Like the priority just. Like I said, it just kind of changes as you get older, more mature. It should, but then again, you know, there's a whole generation of dudes who's right now in their basement playing video games. Right. Like, not really growing up, not really understanding, like, okay, I got to broaden my worldview. I got to get into some different things. I got to reprioritize some things. Like, you know, you go play video games on Sunday afternoon, but they're dudes, like, we had this dude that lived in the neighborhood, and his daughter used to rip on him all the time because... Like, if he was home from work, he was in his office playing, you know, what a Warcraft or whatever, World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's that's a choice. Not the one I would make, but it's a choice. You know right. That. And what, what strip club does his daughter work at now? Uh, she does not. She's, uh, she's a good kid. She's actually a... Um, uh, She's a forest ranger. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. Good for her. Yeah. But it could. But you see where it could have went the other way, though. Oh, it right. could have yeah, very easily gone sideways. And there was a there was a period of time where she was clearly drinking way more than she should mm. at an age where one is not allowed to drink. And mm. um, you know, there, she went through a small phase where where possibly she might have had a bumper sticker that said "Ho is life." Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't that far off. It, it, it's an, it's entirely a possibility. She was. I know she engaged in some relationships. Like what? Why is she? And then she got to college and sort of, uh, you know, started to started to mature a little bit and figure some things yeah. out. There was when she was coming home from those events. There was no dad that was sitting up there waiting to, you know, ignore her. She just went home to her empty space. So eventually, she evolved out of it. Luckily. And she didn't get pregnant, yeah. which is a good thing. But Always a good thing. If she did at that time, she'd have been okay. She would have been 10 years old. And did y'all see that whole thing with the abortion thing? It's starting already. The abortion yeah, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, Jim Jordan slandering 10-year-old girls. He's just a peach, isn't he? Yeah, he is. How the F is he in you know, the United States government? That guy. He's a boy ball wrestler, right? He's a ball wrestler? Yes. There are bulls in wrestling? He um, he was at Ohio State at a time when the doctor was accused of doing some pretty hideous things. And mm. He was actually overseeing wrestling at the time, and he know nothing somehow. Yeah. 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 So he came out and said that about the 10-year-old girl who oh, got raped. Like, really? You're going to call a 10-year-old girl a liar? You know, and then the girl, then she goes across state lines and... She gets an abortion. And now supposedly that doctor is like under observation. They're going to see if they can charge the doctor with anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing how they want to control your body. 
They don't want to control their own bodies, but they want to control your body, especially if you're women, if you're a woman. Are we really a democracy? No. No. We're not a democracy. I don't, I don't think. I don't think you can be a. I, can, I don't think you can be a real democracy. Because somebody, at some point, somebody is always going to be in charge, and at some, at typically, greed will kick in for them, and then you, you know your democracy is blown. Well, especially in the U.S., you can make a very strong case for. You, know, you can make a very strong case for um, selling out because of the connection to the free market. You know, in the U.S., with it, with our systems, we've gotten it so wrong and so backwards. Like, we've made capitalism everything, and we've just let everything else go to hell. Yeah. Seriously. I was, the, the Philadelphia Inquirer is doing a series of articles, and they're sort of trying to look at how race has gotten baked into everything. Mm. Oh, yeah. So... They, uh, they did a piece about how the newspaper conducted itself, how they handled themselves in terms of their hiring and firing and promoting. Uh, they did another piece about how the newspapers profited greatly off of the suburbanization of America and how that was very, um, how much racial politics played a part in that process. You had the, the deed covenants where you couldn't sell to black people, you couldn't let black people buy in certain neighborhoods, whatever, and all that stuff was advertised in the so the Inquirer was making money off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their, the chapter that they just released today was about how race became an issue in um, pregnancy and birthing and how they, um, they use some incorrect just beliefs, whatever, about black women mm-hmm. to basically uh, knock black women's mortality rates down to the dirt. Um, but it's a whole thing about how that sort of... Because Philadelphia is sort of the birthplace of obstetrics here in America. Right. Mm. And how they've, they've built this whole system, like going back to the 1800s. Like they would charge black women more than they charge white women mm. to have a baby. Mm. They, su- they suggest C-sections to black women at a much higher rate than they do white right. women. You know, the health outcomes for black women are terrible when they're, when they're, when they're having a baby. Uh, and this, you know, in the, the richest nation in the world... Like we have, of all the civilized nations, of all the industrial nations, we have the worst health outcomes for pregnant women of any country. How can that be? Like everybody wants to talk about America. You know, Donald Trump is going to make America great again. What exactly was he taking us back to? Where was, when was America great? Yeah. Right. And who was it great for? Yeah, and who was it great for? Well, this whole... The, the, those folks who are originalists, you know, who believe in the, the written word of the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, like... Well, you know, those guys at that moment in time weren't including black people or women in what they were writing. So right. we really have to take everything they said as if it was gospel. Like, can't we evolve that? They don't want to evolve that, though, because that's where the power is. The power is in, is in being a select group. It's in the favoritism that is that it is supposedly does not exist in the country. Mm-hmm. They had the, um, they've now on the heels of the Supreme Court um, with the open carry law now. They had a headline on Newsday about the jump in open carry permits out here on Long Island. And I'm like, here come the loud mouths and the cowards. You know? Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting all over. Yeah. 
you know, and just kind of circling back to this abortion thing, there's a theory kind of out there that the whole reason for this this kind of end of abortion kind of push is the uh, they're trying to raise white birth rates or birth rate of white babies in the country because you know by whatever year they're supposed to we're supposed to be a majority brown country mm-hmm. I don't know what the year is but they say that uh, you know because white white women have abortions as well clear, I'm sure that they have more I'm sure that they have more than us because we're only 12 percent of the population exactly but that's not that's not you know what they talk about but that's there's a theory that that's what they're really trying to stop is white women having abortions yeah. so that they can increase the the no, increase their numbers. Well, I've been alluding to that for like the past two years here. You know, the simple fact that it's really about what it, what all the stuff is about is about, I believe it's like 2037 or 2040. It used to be 2043 or something like that. And then it got pushed down because of the rates. I'd be like 2038 now. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like, and that's what the biggest fear is. The fear is that is the fear of being outnumbered. And that's why it's like, that's why they're all for Trump getting rid of democracy and the popular vote. You know, before it was all about the Electoral College. Now, nobody talks about the Electoral College because they haven't won a popular vote. And I don't think they, I think, I don't even think Trump won the popular vote. He didn't. Trump did not win the popular vote. He did not. He won the Electoral College. So, these things, it's all about that. It's all about taking black, fertile black women out of the game. Fertile Hispanic women. That's who I would really be worried about for the illegal immigrants who come in without any type of hospital protection, having babies in American hospitals. They're going to be the next ones because those numbers are not to their favor. You know, there's an, there's an, we can't ignore the fact that there's an insidious group of people, of Americans in this country, white Americans in this country, that are at least 35% of the population that push this agenda because about 35% of the population votes for it consistently in polls. Anytime you look at, and I don't have the data in front of me, you know, but I could probably make a list of like 10 questions that would be seen as far right, almost white nationalist that 35% of the country actually agrees to. That's an actual number. It's probably 40. So to pretend that it doesn't exist I mean, we're watching, we just watched this guy run an insurrection two years ago, and they're talking about, is he going to announce for president for the presidency before the midterms are up? Hey, look, get in where you fit in, fool. 35 to 40%. It's like the ideologies are being pushed. You really have to, go ahead, Rob. No, no, way back when. You know, we're talking when we were in high. Let's talk about the fact that this thing will fall at some point. Yeah, just might fall sooner than we thought it would. Yeah, like how long uh, did any of the great civilizations last? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's inevitable. Did we think we would see it in our lifetime? I don't know if we thought we'd see it in our lifetime, but it's, you know, it's now entirely possible. Right. You know, so every fiat currency has crashed at some point. 
you know what I mean, and been rendered obsolete. So, I mean, when the dollar, you know, supposedly that's, that's so the euro, the euro, I just read this uh, earlier today, the euro and the dollar were at equal value for the first time in 20 like, years, I think, yeah. something like that, yeah. yeah. And it's actually now, dollar's actually worth more than a euro right now. Right. Yeah. Which means I can get a discount finally on some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep the capitalist. Right. I, I buy a lot of shoes from these uh, from these European companies. There are a couple of the barefoot shoe companies that I like are European. Okay. Um, and so everything costs more. You know, if it, if it was, you know, yeah. 150 euro, it was probably like 180 US. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, I'll get a little break. There you go, Rob. <laughs> get a little something out yeah. of this. So all you bougie motherfuckers out there looking out there listening, (laughs) Rob's got a tip for you right now. Get your Italian loafers right now. Get your loafers. Ferragamos are on sale right now, homie. Look, bro. It's time to get your you get your you get your Ferragamos now for probably four twenty five twenty five. Load up the helicopters. It's time to go shopping. (laughs) I feel you, bro. I feel you. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Get your Bruno Mollies. The, wor- the world is changing, man. See, so and even at the end of the world. Crypto. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, crypto is uh, it, crypto is horrible right now. The dollar is horrible right now. Euro is horrible. You look, you're, looking at a, you're looking at a new world being, being formed as we, you know what I mean, like right in front of our eyes. It's happening. Well, crypto was supposed to save us from inflation. It's a hedge against inflation. Yeah, I'm not really sure who. I'm. I'm pretty sure that history is gonna is gonna beat that guy over the head. Right. You know, at some later point, like, dude, you were full of it at the time. Like, you're trying to de. I mean, crypto's main purpose is to elude law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> That's what crypto is really all about: moving money quietly. Yeah. Getting, getting the banks out of the process so you don't have to worry about the law being in your business. So if it's not based in Miami. Who's, who's investing heavily in crypto right now. And every week, we like twice a week, we have to sit down with my boss, this guy, and he's just you know telling us all about his crypto investments and what he's doing about. And we just keep like, I'm skeptical about crypto. I'm like, okay, but that sounds like at one point we've all agreed on what value the dollar has. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, brothers and sisters. We've all agreed on that value. Like, who knows who's deciding what the value of crypto is? Like, it's the market. It could be some kid, could be some kid with, a, with a laptop in his parents' basement, you know, one of those incels who's just, you know what, I'm going to wreck this thing today. And he can do it. And, and he, he can do it. Yeah. He can do it. Yeah. I was never... Bitcoin, Bitcoin was at 62000 Now it's at, like, twenty. <sighs> so... I never got into it. I remember everybody was hitting me up like, yo, got to get into Bitcoin. This is the thing. Everybody's making money. I'm like, nah, that shit ain't based upon anything. I don't know enough about it. If I can't track it back to its source, I'm not interested. You know, I do do research. And it's like, if I can't find an origin based upon... I do research on everything. If I can't find an origin story based upon it, I probably am not going to fuck with it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to... You know, just one gap. You know, and then Elon Musk is a currency manipulator. Yeah. Right. Well... He playing, he playing games with people's money. Yeah, he did. Millions. 
Isn't there a lawsuit against him right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, somebody's it, trying it, to bring one against him for Dogecoin uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they thought he was manipulating Dogecoin. And Twitter's next because he's trying to back out of Twitter. He's trying to back out of the deal. Well, they said if he, they said he, he yeah, he maybe want to pay the billion. If he has a billion dollars to pay just like that, it just that just shows you the problem with the world. He can play and just like you know, I'm going to buy a company. Oh no, forget it. It's going to cost me a billion. You know what the country could do with a billion dollars? You know what the people of the United States could do with a billion dollars? And everybody, like, claps for this dude. He's got a whole PR department that makes sure that people clap for him and that they're happy for him. And in the meantime, he's just like, he's spending your money on Twitter. He's he's a clown, you know. Like, it was a bad investment from the word go because Twitter's never made a dime. Yeah. The model, the model is not set up to make money, nor will it be. And he wanted to put $44 billion in. Now, mind you, he was only going to put about eight of his own money into it. Mm. You know, But then somebody must have got to him and said, dude, are you high? Like, really? Yeah. How do you think you're going to make money on that? And now he's trying to back out. But. Well, Trump is. Trump is mad at him because he thought he was going to get his platform back. But now, with them not selling it, Trump's not going to get his platform back in time for the presidential race. Well, he's got his own platform that nobody that nobody goes on to. That's true. You know what is that? What's that site called? Truth, whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not signing up for that. Truth Social, I think uh, it is. Yeah, I'm not. Whatever. Don can talk into the wind. I don't really care what he says. He's he's inconsequential as long as he's a civilian. Well, Ivana died today. I always thought she was the most interesting one. So, rest in peace to Ivana and everything. The original first wife. Over. I think she was probably smarter than him. His fortunes went down when she left. They say they went up, but he was fucking dead broke when he ran for president. I don't care what anybody says. Show me where his money was. This shit is just all shell king. Now he's got oh, actual yeah. money. I, I love the fact that he loaned himself. He loaned, you know, he didn't spend any of his own money for the campaign. He loaned himself money for the campaign. Mm. Nice. Nice. You know, the, the, dude, the dude knows how to move money. Like in that one very small area, he is extremely bright about moving money. He can play the shell game with money. Yeah. So you got to give him his props for that, but the rest of it, he's a jackass. He's a great comment. I think that Ivana was probably a, was a better businesswoman, business person out of the two of them. Now she's gone, and he's still running his con. He's still running his game, but it's working. So it's like, how do you not send that works? The, the, the wall seem to be closing in on him. You think they're closing in? I don't know. If he runs for president again, there's a, there's there's a portion of the population, like he almost has to run for president again. Oh yeah, he has no choice because that's that's his only defense. Yeah, that's the only way he can sort of get the wolves off his back. Yeah, is to run for president and then say, then that way he can say that this is all political. That's how we all can get the, the political. That's how that's how we can get the social. Um, what is it? The uh, Secret Service guys to erase all the tapes of what happened. They said first of all it never happened. He never choked the driver. Then it comes out. Oh yeah, he did choke the driver, but. And then they start backtracking. He's got the Secret Service scared of him. 
coming back well, in charge. Well, here's the thing. Like, the Secret Service, like, as soon as that story came out, I knew we were in trouble because the Secret Service's job, first and foremost, is to pre- protect the institution of the president. Right. So in that moment, they're probably going to lie to protect the institution. Right. Even though they despise the man. Mm. So they almost have to say that nothing like that happened because they're worried about the presidency itself. Mm. So they almost have to protect. They almost have to lie for him in that case. That's a thought. You know, when they came out, oh, we'll put the officers out there, but they're gonna they're gonna have to testify. Like they'll speak in open court. I was like, oh, there's some bullshit right there. Yeah, because they're never. Like they're clearly go. They're clearly gonna go on record and protect the institution. Well, secret. That's the like main thing in in that thing. So they got rid of all those tapes, and I don't know what you. That's like as close as you get to the deep state right there. They're gonna shut that down. So I understand that. But if he runs again. Is he running against Joe Biden? Should he be running against Joe Biden? Should yeah, Joe Biden step aside? They can't, their, they can't get their crap together. Who would be, like right now, the way, you know, traditionally, if Joe Biden's not running, then the candidate should be Kamala Harris. That's the easiest way to get Trump back in the White House. Right, which would be a land Kamala line. Harris. Mm. Because she's got two strikes against her. Actually, she got three strikes against her. You know, she's female, she's black, and she's Joe Biden's vice president. Mm. She's done already. Yeah. You know, the New York Post kicks her ass every week just because, just to remind people that you're supposed to hate her. Mm. (laughs) So does Kamala Harris step aside to allow someone else to run for the presidency? It's a very good question. You know, is she pragmatic? Is her ego such that, you know, she can look at the long game and say... As much as I'd love that job, you know, they believed, runs, they, they believed all the worst things about Hillary while having absolute proof that Donald Trump had done everything that they, that they thought she had done and worse. And it didn't matter. Yeah. Like, what's that about? Is it about, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander? Or were you mad at it because it happened because it was wrong? Which one is it? It's supposed to be because it's wrong. Not because what's good for the goose and people are like, actually, they rolled it back. This guy is like a master at getting people to see things just the wrong way, morally. But, Grant, I, what about Joaquin Castro, the Hispanic guy from the twin from Texas? Uh, Hispanic guy still, I mean, he might, he might as well run Kamala. Kamala. Uh, I, I don't see a difference. You know what I mean? I mean, I, so I don't think the Democratic Party has done enough to stop. If Trump runs, I don't think they've done enough to stop his momentum. You know what I mean? Like his momentum, like he's as popular now as he was when he was a fucking president, if not more. How you, how do you stop this cat? I mean, you got to put a blockbuster up there. And they don't have one. Right. <laughs> they don't have one. Bernie Sanders? He's not allowed to run. You're going you, you, you to put another 90-year-old at the, he, in the presidency? He excites the kids, but all they're going to scream is socialism. And he's 90. don't understand. 
you know, most people don't understand what socialism actually is, so they'll be voting against socialism. Elizabeth Warren, too old. Two women. Yeah. Two women. Two women. Yeah. Two women. Like she's a smart lady. Like she could probably do it. She might. She might have the same problem that Barack had. Like at the end of the day, Barack was not enough of a politician for that mm-hmm. job. Like he didn't love the down and dirty. Like well, he wanted to. He wanted to rule from an elevated place. He wanted. He wanted to give everybody a voice, and that just. Like he, there's some shit that he should have jammed through while he was president, especially during right. the second term. He should have jammed some shit through, but he didn't see that as a good way to govern. He thought that that would just create a cycle of endless recriminations. Well, the job is the job. The job is negative. Yeah, the job is negative. The job is, it's it's terrible. I don't understand how anybody. Politics is just in such a sorry state right now, because the way that you actually win an election, if you're the Republican Party, is by doing nothing for a year and waiting for the election to come around. Stop everything that gets done. Don't try to work anything Block out. Everything, make Block everything you possibly can. And then you blame them for you actually blocking any, everything being done. And you win. That's the way that it works today. That's the way That's the way of politics. I think that the whole institution is rotten right now because of that. I, don't, I think the Democrats are inept at fighting against those tactics and I think the Republicans are 40% of the people that are listening to bad rap music which is country (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is but now let's make sure that we distinguish the fact that we're not including Lil Nas X in that bad rap slash country music well I mean I haven't heard enough of his album to say one way or the other so I won't lie right. I've only heard what's on the radio I've never listened to a Lil Nas X album so I, I wouldn't I, I, I'm not going to say that you know I have, I have dug deep into his catalog I'm just trying to keep the brother free from the from the label I, I got you I got you that you're being you're being good for, you're being you're being you're Give me the that's right the fist for the culture. That's it. I got you. So he's not bad country. He's not bad country. He's he's bad rap though. I'm going to I'm going to reserve I'm going to reserve judgment on that rap one way or the other. He could cut your rap. Yeah, listen. I I don't know. He could be flames. I ain't never heard nothing nothing from him. I don't even want I don't even want to hear nothing from him. It's like, yo, when you started out the show, when you were saying in the beginning, Grant, that you were dealing with a whole bunch of people that no longer were into gangster rap and shit. They right. were into this, like, soft shit. Yeah. And the, only, the first thing that came to my mind was country music. Because every time I hear country, it just sounds like rap to me. And then... Every now and then I go on TikTok or I'm flipping through those those videos and I see them mixing country singers and rap lyrics. And it right. fits perfectly. Perfect. But so, there's some country music that, that was hard, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't know about it now um, other than, like, Chris Stapleton. I mean, there's, there's a couple cats out there that's still kind of hard with the country. Mm-hmm. But you know, well, Chris most David of it's got a lot of. He listened to a lot of soul music growing up. Chris right, David. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then another thought came across my mind: Is it that people 
who are on a certain of a certain status tend to like actually gravitate to the same frequency eventually. Well, I mean, you gotta if you just look at it from a you know, there's a lot of brothers who grew up in the rural South. Like mm-hmm. country music is everywhere. How can it not sort of seep into their bones? It's so right. And rap. We grew up in Long Island. Like. I knew what Pink Floyd sounded like, even if I didn't exactly know what Pink Floyd was. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I've heard Yacht Rock all my life. I just didn't know it was Yacht right. Rock. Well, I had Pink. Like, I had the Pink Floyd right. album. So they, they, I think they, it they, just they, became they Yacht Rock a country. couple years ago. I think it just became Yacht Rock a couple it just years. Became ago. Yacht Rock a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. It, Sirius it just, made a channel. But okay. you know what I was. But what I was thinking though, it actually gave me hope though, because we're we're all music oriented. Rob with the jazz, me and Grant with the rap and the hip hop and the R and B and shit, and Rob with all those genres as well, and everything. But um, it actually gave me hope because I thought about. It, I was like, you know, no matter what, people are still on the same frequency. They're just like they're listening to it. They're just hearing different things. In different ways, they're being exposed to, like, you know, bullshit. But when it comes down to it, a country artist goes in there, and what his soul is speaking to him sounds like rap. And a rap artist is coming in, and what it, what his soul is speaking to, it sounds like country. So it's like, right. it's all, like, on the same level, you know, but I mean, it's so disparate at this point. Years ago, you know, Lionel Richie at one point in time was the biggest artist on the planet. Right. And if you listen back to a lot of Lionel's music now, you realize, like, as much as he was an R&B singer, quote-unquote, or a pop singer, those are country songs. Yeah, mm. no doubt. And, and you listen to the choices that he makes in terms of, like, the, the, the notes that he picks and the chords, he clearly, clearly listened to a lot of country growing up. Because, right. no you know, question. he reaches for some weird notes and shit. Mm-hmm. But it was good. Right. Yeah, no right. You know, and he actually made an album. He actually turned, he actually did an album of duets with country singers. And he took a bunch of his popular songs and did him as country duets and i'm like he ain't stretch one bit like at all it won't work at all to turn those into country songs yeah yeah you know music can actually music can actually save a segment of us some of you motherfuckers you just like y'all just need to go to walmart and start shooting it out right now just let us know what time we're done so that way we can go shopping But the rest need, of y'all. I need, I need to buy some. I need to buy some more golf balls. So let me get in there first. Exactly. Just let me know if y'all gonna start shooting at seven fifteen and everything. I'll be in there at six a.m. I'll be in there at six a.m. in and out and everything. Make sure one of my one of my don't show up early. That's right. That's right. But yeah, they they sell cheap golf balls at Walmart, and I'm not playing well enough right now to hit Pro V One. There's no need to. No need for there you go, bro. The golf ball there you go. Right this has been the Bougie Rob edition of Born in Trouble. We've Covered Italian loafers, golfing, <laughs> nightlife in Miami. It's probably it's probably very fitting as I'm sitting on the 34th floor of the Four Seasons. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> wow. Yep. There you nice. go. The man is styling, profiling. No, I did not have great pot. I, did go, I went across the street and had a. Uh, there's a little Mediterranean spot across the street, so I had a little falafel salad. Oh yeah, yeah. Little rice. Got. Uh, they were taking too long, so I had to bring my baklava home with me. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Styling, profiling, yeah, smiling. That's all right up my alley. Styling, smoke, profiling, smiling. 
Yo, and here we go, wrapping up the 101st episode of Born in Trouble. We got through that one. It was nice and peaceful. That was good, man. I, I, I don't think I've said anything bad about you like in almost an hour, Holmes. Well, no, you did. You started out early. It's like it's just been so long ago in the hour you forgot. <laughs> but don't worry, I'll remind you. <laughs> From down in Miami. Florida, somewhere parts unknown, could be Orlando, could be Tallahassee. You know. police officers are going to have to find this man. Light skin description. Oh, Mr. Robert Brooks. There's light skin everywhere here. <laughs> I am not. I am not a foreign flavor here. I know. I know you fit right in here. And of course, from Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some, baby. That's right. Get Grant a bride. That's right. You got to get Grant, Grant off the market. Get him yeah, a bride. I'm, I'm about to sign up on Farmers.com, right? Uh, there you go. Farmers.com or whatever the fuck. Name. Well, we're gonna try to we're gonna try we're gonna try to wean you off the Amish girls that you have in the back of your store, <laughs> Mr. Grant Lancaster. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Rump Springer is over, honeys. <laughs> City Wings will no longer be a Rum Springer go to spot. Rum Springer, they are not going back to Lancaster. It'll be crazy. I should tell. I should make an announcement. Any girls who go to City Wings for Rum Springer can expect free lodging and food for a week. <laughs> Just ask for Grant. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And that's and that's part of the reason why. That's part of the reason why the fire department that's, is going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's probably gonna end up on the cutting room floor. Oh yeah, that's definitely gonna get cut. <laughs> Me saying that it's definitely gonna get cut though, <laughs> that's not going to get cut. We're <laughs> in trouble. Y'all have a good night. Hey, Gene Hopkins, we'll see you next week, man. Peace. No yeah, doubt. Peace.